This is a Galactic Network podcast. The Podcast of Terror is a great podcast. It's covering movies that are not for children, and thus this podcast is not for children. The hosts are two adults who will use bad words from time to time. They'll also spoil movies if that's not your thing. So if you don't like spoilers and you don't want to hear some dirty language or some dirty references to dirty parts of your body, then please, please, please wash your body parts better and do not listen to this show. If you can handle it, and I hope you can because there's a great podcast coming up, then please proceed with Podcast of Terror. Uh, welcome to episode 140 of the Podcast Stare production on the Galactic Network. For more on this podcast, including show notes, contact information, subscription links, go to gncast.com slash pot. I'm your host, Matt Stein. Finally, Corey's back. Back I'm again. Back. And we can quote Eminem songs when talking about him because he's back in Michigan. I, I am in Michigan. It, it was an extraordinary uh, 38-hour trip that I will never do again. And if you're not watching the video because you're listening to a podcast's audio, like my uh, apparently Alyssa listens watches this once in a while, which I didn't know till like a month ago. Um, but she's like, "It's not a podcast if I can watch it." I'm like, "Well," so I had to beat her. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did not. Hit it's me. not a beating if you can't feel it. But yeah, so if you're not watching this, if you're listening to this, Corey is now podcasting from a fucking pulpit in his house. That's true. I can't take it seriously. He has a, a glass of tea that resembles the same size as most old men's colostomy bags. Full. Oh. It, it's my hope that it'll go straight in. I'm going to have to get you a, a diaper. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's not a bathroom up here. So those occasions uh, like that one show where I had to keep running to the restroom... Uh, you're going to hear like pitter-patter of little feet falling down a flight of steps yeah, uh, as, as, as I as make my yourself. way. So speaking of your bathroom, because the whole reason I wanted to start recording this mid-story was to tell you about me taking a shit in an experience fitness in Minneapolis yesterday. Um, I spent two hours at a Chinese buffet because my very good friend Daniel can eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. Like, I take pictures. I like to take pictures of him when he's eating, when he doesn't notice, and I put him on Instagram. I also nicknamed him the Black Hole of Minneapolis because of the amount that this guy can eat. Anyways, like 140 pounds soaking wet. Like, he can't gain weight. It's fucking insane. Um, anyways, so we ate a bunch of Chinese food and then had, like, late-night pizza and had a bunch of beers and whatever. So he, we wanted to, he wanted to work out before I left town yesterday and um, put, a, put a pre-workout into the mix, and everything started moving. So I just put my headphones in and unleashed the rage. <laughs> and <laughs> I told like I came out and Dan was like, dude, you're all right. I'm like, well, just let's be happy that I, I did this to the experience bathroom and not your house. Yeah. But it was I broke my mom's toilet the other day. I felt pretty bad because they are on a one of those tanks. And, and it's like I I really I felt like I was wrecking it for the whole house. Um, <laughs> You're ruining it for everyone. I, I Sorry, just walked in the door. I like just got there, and I'm like, I, I sit down. I'm like, hey, how's it going? You know, they wanted me over for dinner, and I'm like, sure, I'll stop in. And they're never inviting you over again. Like, 
I, I just smell the food. I just I walked in. I think my my dad they'd already had dinner before I got there, and my dad had uh, made microwave popcorn, and the smell hit me, just wafted into my nostrils and straight to my anal glands, and so it was like. I, I, I have to excuse myself. So microwave the smell of microwave popcorn makes you have to take a shit? Sometimes that buttery, greasy smell will will get to me. I don't know. It my stomach has been kind of touch and go anyways. So here's the thing about Michigan food. Uh first of all, you were saying you were just at a buffet. So I've been at two buffets in the last week. <laughs> I don't I don't okay. I don't want to chainsaw your story, but I can only refer to this place as heaven on earth. In the form yeah. of a Chinese buffet, it had eight fucking tables. There was an ice cream table. There was a chocolate fountain. There was a uh, like a, a Mongolian barbecue. There was a pho station. There was sushi. I did not want to leave. We were yeah, there we so haven't... long. I got I got full, and then got hungry again, and then <laughs> ate some more. We we have a Chinese buffet that my parents took me to the other night when Aaron left. Uh, they were like, "Oh, come to the buffet with us. You know, get out of the fucking house." You fucking lay about and uh so i went with them and it was not heaven on earth it was more like gas station in your butthole <laughs> it was like most chinese buffets like this it was they liked it oh. they enjoyed it but it, it had like the trappings that you're talking about it had a hibachi station mm-hmm. i just did not trust any fucking thing that i saw there and i know i was gonna watch them cook it in front of me but just looking at the meat going in i was like no well, this is like the fucking wall by pink floyd and the the next, they had a sushi station, and I had a couple pieces of like the the mildest, tamest bullshit sushi, yeah. which is all they really had, anyways. But I'm just like mm, kind of questioning a lot of this. Uh, even the artificial crab looks more artificial than normal. Um, they had a, a dessert station, everything. It was fine. It was one of those things that I'm glad the wife wasn't with me because she would have hated it immediately. Yeah. The parents were okay with it. Uh, we went to a buffet down in. Indiana, we went to a cider mill uh, earlier in the week uh, where it, it's all run by the Amish. And they were really Ooh. incredibly sweet. Yeah. They were so wonderful. Like, we got there, and it wasn't a day that they normally do tours, but they took us around, and they showed us all the equipment and stuff. And then we went uh, in the back, and we bought some stuff. And then they were like, oh, you should come see this special room back. I'm like, okay, here's where we find out. You know, the hills have eyes. It's the human milking station? Right. No, but their 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 dad, who had passed away, uh, was like this kind of inventive engineer type guy who uh, grabbed things like old train parts and stuff and would make them work and made a a miniature train that would actually like send off the steam engine sound stuff because he had parts from an actual steam engine in there and it would run around on the track above and just all these things. And it was just so neat and they were so sweet and and nice. And then we left that and we went to this little, not really little, this buffet restaurant stop that was uh around from them that was more Amish people so you're sitting there and you're you're being served you're having your food and stuff and there are these Amish teenage girls working there and they chatter like teenage girls but half of that language is like the Pennsylvania Dutch language that they speak I'm not sure exactly what it is so it's just kind of like slipping in and Erin was just fascinated. She's like, they just sound like the girls that I worked with at the shop. But I can't understand half of what they're saying. And I'm like, well, yeah, but it, we're used to that in California because it's Spanish. And she's like, yeah, this is like Spanglish, but Amish. So with like woodworking skills. But that buffet was much better. And we got there just on the cusp. Like they had just finished off the breakfast. 
and they were switching over to lunch. So there is that moment of, oh, we, we get to have this meal and then we immediately get to have this meal. That and that's great. And then a lot of the restaurants around here, like even the dairy bar across the street from us has a uh, salad bar. So I'll tell you what, living in California, I have been to maybe the, the same amount of buffets that I've been to here in the last month that I've been living here. I've been to in the entire time of living in California. It's just not a regular thing out there. So you come out here. First of all, everything's fucking fried. Um, it's, it's just like, and I, I know it's mostly diners on here. My town has 7,700 people in it. There are no bars. There are about 800 churches. And you expect me to come visit? No, no. I mean, because there are places you can get booze, but it's like Applebee's or the wing place. So they're restaurants that serve Ooh, alcohol. You said the man as opposed to you said right. the wing place. Yes, the wing place is actually pretty good. Um, but what's the name of like, the wing place? Uh, I have to Google it. I, I don't honestly remember now. Wing place near Corey's house. I'm just Googling <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how Google works. Um, but everything closes at 8 o'clock on, on every day except Sunday. And Sunday they close at like 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock. The, the, the wing place stays open later because obviously that's where people go to drink and forget that they live in a, a town with less than 8,000 people in it. Hey, man, but I live in a town with less than 1,000 people in it. Yeah, but you're also spread out. Like I'm yeah, in a city yeah. portion of the town, which is also surrounded by farmland and stuff. Um, it's just a very different place. So everywhere we go, like we go to the Meyer, and unfortunately, there's a Meyer and there's a Walmart, and they're both open 24 hours, so we can shop. Oh, damn! Um, and the, that first week that we didn't have a fridge and stuff, it, it was the like, oh, it's 11 o'clock. I'm really hungry. What the hell do we do? I guess we got to go to the Meyer and see what we can make in the oven because we don't have microwave. Um, but every place that we go and, and people are like, Oh, you're new in town. And I'm like, yeah, we we're in the house right across from the dairy bar. Everybody knows our house. Everybody knows everybody and about everybody and in everybody's business here. And it's insane. <laughs> it is like just so weird because like, Oh yeah. So are you related to such and such? No, no, I, I, my parents bought the house last September. We just moved in. Oh, okay. And then, like, the lady who worked across the street wanted to buy our house. She's one of several people who, who were looking at buying the place. Um, but so you say, yeah, we're right across from the dairy bar. People go, oh, I know right where that is. You know, and they start talking to you about the history of your home or the history of the people that live there and stuff. And it's just so different from what, I mean, even living in Michigan before, it's different from what I experienced the small town living thing, like when the movers finally showed up, um, the guy who drove the truck across the country went across the street to eat breakfast at the dairy bar and everybody was talking about the place. And the, yeah, I don't think that that place is available anymore. I think people moved in there because I saw the cable guy in front of that the other day and stuff. And like, I saw the lights on and, and, but they're, they're all super nice. It's just weird. Yeah. You know, the, these, is very alien to to me, especially to Aaron. Like she is definitely like taken aback by it. But she's also the person who's like right up in and everything because she's so creative and outgoing that way. Like the um, the antique shops and stuff around here, we've gone into them like a dozen times. Mm -hmm. So they recognize us as soon as we walk in, and 
she's already kind of like got an in where she's probably going to get hired at the antique shop down the street, which is literally like a block from our house, walking distance for a smoker, let alone um, (laughs) someone who's young and has a life ahead of them. And, uh, and, and, and the Home Depot too, like the guy who works the paint section in Home Depot said he, he'd sponsor her to get in there because she's an artist and stuff and because she's worked retail forever. Yeah. And it's just, it's really kind of like, man, you know, this is the simplest life ever. And all I do is take naps. Like I need a job. I need to find a job pretty fast. But so far it's just been, eh, woke up at four. Maybe go across, get, get a burger or something, come back home, take a nap. Must be rough. After that trip, the recovery time was pretty long. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I give you shit about it, but I don't know what it's like to move clear across the country. And No, you take vacation so you can mow your lawn. I understand. We have our things. <laughs> and, and I heard how many times you would bring up, Corey makes fun of me because I have to take vacation time to mow my lawn. I figured you were listening. Yeah, of course I was. I still don't understand. Just shut the fuck up, Corey. I, I I love all those people, so I listen to this show when they're on. I um yeah, it's weird. I was thinking about it today because now it's it's cold, so I haven't mowed my lawn in a while. I need to, like, I need to do it one more time. But it's it's rained so much that my backyard still it sounds like you're walking on a sponge. Yeah, so it's like I physically yeah, I, am unable to. We had some pretty good rain last night that was uh, making it. So when I walked out of the house at at nine o'clock, just like oh, I'm going to go see a movie at nine o'clock on a Sunday and get home at midnight in a town that looks like Haddonfield uh, at night. It's 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 creepy as shit. Um, and also we're we're right on a lake. And when I say right on a lake, I mean, our the side of our house is just all a lake. Yeah. Yeah. And um, for listeners, it, it's it's we walk out of the back door, which there's no lighting. Uh, to our our Evil Dead shed, uh, it's a it's an old knob and tube garage that I think all the electricity was cut out when they upgraded the electricity in the house. And the door's open, but that thing is scary as fuck. Our basement is scary as fuck. And we walk out in the backyard, and it's just like all this open field to woods behind us and the lake. And I just keep waiting to get murdered. But you haven't yet, and that's I think the real moral of the story here. Yes, because I am particularly fearful of my life. You got a sweet ass, though. I, I do. I'm going to go quick. I'm going to go bloody, but I'm going to be enjoyed by somebody. Yeah, someone's going to have a really good time with that butthole. Yeah. Hopefully they catch me on a date when I've eaten a lot of fried food. Maybe they're into it. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what I'm thinking. It's going to grease it up and make it a lot more complimentary. <laughs> Just really, really grease up the old spaghetti house. My cat just walked up here. My cat just came upstairs, uh, and she has not hung up, uh, hung out up here uh, since right after we first got to the house. The first couple of days, she hid in the basement in like the crawl space and freaked me out. Because um, neither Aaron or I want to go down there as it is, but the crawl space is like literally under the foundation of the house and shit. And uh, I was I was very upset about that. She's she's gotten more warmed up to the place since we got furniture again, and a TV. A TV made a big difference. Um, but she had come up to the top of the stairs a couple of times, but she doesn't hang out up here because it's still kind of a mess, and because it's been a sort of unpopulated area. It's just this 
last week since I got the new computer desk because the old one fell to shit on me when I was trying to put everything together. Um, and that's another thing is like my entire life right now has just been, well, fuck it, buy it from Amazon. Um, because it's yeah. like, oh, I, I, I need to do this thing. Well, I need this equipment to do it. Well, fuck it, buy it from Amazon. And uh, oh, my desk just disintegrated. Well, fuck it, buy it from Amazon, which I was going to do before we moved anyway. And, and uh, the other day I was just like, shit, you know, the way that the computer desk is set up, I can't really get the camera and everything set up to see me at the uh, the new pulpit. So, uh, fuck it. Buy a stand from Amazon and hook up the TV to it. And it's all this. Sh- it's, it's funny because this is the kind of thing that I kept talking about doing in California. Like trying to, to make a more podcast centric office. Cause I had the space for it in that office here. I really have the space for it. Yeah. And it's just, all right, well, you know, one thing at a time, I finally get to display my, my trusty, uh, stalagmite. Oh, son of a bitch. I mean, it looks like uh, a giant dick. Wow, your dick is pointy. But not everyone has a pointy dick? No, I mean... It looks like a dick if you put it into a, a pencil sharpener. Right, yes. Which, again, you do. Or the, the back of the Crayola 64 pack. The what? The Crayola 64 pack has the sharpener on the back. How fucking Did you not- old are you? I am old, man, but those things, that was like the jam when you were a kid. That was what you always asked for at the store. Like, there's a lot of shit that you want from the store. The what? But the one say, thing that you might get your parents to say yes to is a coloring book and crayons. Oh, but a Crayola it, 64 pack. I'm sorry. Yes, motherfucker. Sorry, you said it real fast. Sounded like you had a dick or two in your mouth. I'm not even sure. It's been so long. I missed Since it. you've had my a dick in my mouth? Yeah. Well, you know, it hasn't been that long since I had a dick in my mouth. I was spending the weekend out in... Minneapolis and there was a Chinese buffet, so you could probably have like forty or fifty of them. We basically had asked to leave. That's how long we were there. <laughs> so the the whole uh John Panette, yeah, you go now buffet. Um without saying it, yeah. Like they brought our bills and then the guy came over and he goes, Hey, you don't have to go up there and pay, like I'll go do it for you. <laughs> I'm like, yes. I think they want us to leave. But I'm on my way there at the moment. So if you want to cut me some slack on the trip. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really mind. I do not enjoy spending two hours at a restaurant, let alone a Chinese buffet. No. But it's not like someone wasn't eating the entire time. Yeah. It, the buffets are... are are weird because it's like come in eat all you want that's the promise but right. it's always the 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 idea is that well we say that but please don't fucking do that well yeah i mean there's that <clears throat> but the other thing is like it's not like the place was so fucking busy that there was a wait to sit at a table right so who really gives a shit uh, and the the buffet we went to uh, both of them i haven't i didn't eat very much at either one like i i certainly wasn't like cracking the code of uh is here oh, we make more money back yeah. uh yeah. But the one uh, in Indiana, uh, what it really came down to me to me was the fucking pie. They had pie that was just incredible. They have all these different pies, and they had a chocolate peanut butter and banana cream pie, or like had slices of banana in the chocolate peanut butter cream, and it was just incredible. I, I just like I keep fiending for it more and more. And I've had cheesecake for the last three days, but fuck that, I want that pie again. And my mom said, you know we can buy you one of the pies to take home. And I'm like, I do not need to be left home alone with a pie while my wife is going out of state for five days 
And then I bought myself a cheesecake at Meyer immediately. I got, I got a pumpkin cheesecake in my freezer. I can mail to you if you want it. Oh, God damn. Pumpkin cheesecake is probably my favorite cheesecake. Well, my mom's like, oh, do you want some pumpkin cheesecake? And I'm like, yeah, but no, like I'm not going to eat it because I don't need to eat it. And I keep seeing it in the back of my, fr- in my freezer and I have yet to eat it. Man. Miraculously, I have not eaten the whole thing. But I am making a pumpkin cookie butter bundt cake after we're Ooh. done here. Nice. I don't know if it's going to be any good. I got a little too drunk last night, made a promise to make one. So now I'm going to get a little drunk and make one. Yeah, I haven't gotten to my baking phase yet. I, I got stuff to make uh, oatmeal chocolate chip cookies, well, chocolate and peanut butter and caramel chips or butterscotch. Um, but I like Saturday nights is usually when I would at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, I would bake cookies. And usually I'd be watching horror movies on the creepy coffee movie time or the creature features that were out in San Francisco. And we don't have that here. And it's not like they haven't been playing horror movies like nonstop in fucking October. That time of year. Yeah. Right. But I just, we're the kitchen is a different setup. It's an electric oven. So I have to see how I feel fucking using it. Huh? I fucking hate electric stoves. Yeah. I we have one too. Yeah. I, I haven't used one in forever and it's brand new. So it works well, but it's still it's, it's just it, it it acts very differently from gas. Takes a long time to heat up. Yep, and it sucks. It's it's different. Ours, they went like as minimum as possible. It's all like maker grade. Uh, so it it's got one rack in it. Aaron was making bread. She actually made homemade bread from scratch and did a really good job of it Man, without using are, the bread maker that we have. Because they're full blown country focal now. We are getting there, um, but. She's like, yeah, I'm supposed to put a thing of water underneath on on the rack underneath it so that the steam will get up and hit it. And she's like, there's not another rack. She's like, there's no place I can put the water because the bottom of it is the the goddamn coil to heat it up. Yeah. So she just Um, set it on the coil? No, because it would have cracked the the bakingware thing, I think. Or cracked the coil, probably, because it'd be too heavy. Yeah. Uh, So she just forewent it and just baked it. And did it all kind of by guessing and smell, which is what I always have tried to teach her when it comes to baking. But yeah, and and we don't have a dishwasher, uh, so that's a giant pain in the ass. Well, it'll keep you busy. Oh, God, you don't have I a job. You got to earn your fucking keep somehow. Like we don't have a washer and dryer, so we can go do laundry at the parents, which is fine. It's it's not fun. There there's certain caveats that I've made in my life, and one of them is I will never deal with other people's lint again. And now I'm fucking using someone else's washer and dryer and it pisses me but off. But at least it's your parents. Like, I'm not saying You're that right. I disagree. My parents, my two teenage nephews and my uh, stepsister, they're all staying over there where their house is built, being built yeah. uh, on the property. Uh, so so it's, you, you keep finding your dad's thongs? Well, I, he leaves them out. He wants them. <laughs> Just, they're hanging on the lampshades. Right. Oh, man. I can't wait to meet your parents. By the way, I'm going to meet your parents someday. Oh, cool. (laughs) Uh, Bring Jack so he can apologize directly to my father for swearing. I've been kind of begging Hounding Jack to come out and visit. And I would, I would, like, we're not at that place yet. And I'm trying to move my mother in law out here and uh, my my friend Levi, uh, who I've known. 20-something years now. Do either of these people have any interest in moving to Michigan, or are you just harassing them? Well, my mother-in-law, it's obviously 
she's still in Northern California, which is way too fucking expensive. It was too expensive for Aaron and I yeah. on our incomes when we were out there together. She's by herself renting in Sonoma County, and the rent just keeps going up and up and up, which is not like her landlord has done really right by her as best he can by not raising it to what everybody else's yeah. out there is at. But she can't do that for much longer. Uh, she couldn't do that for much longer a couple years ago. So trying to get her out here, she's she's definitely interested in coming. It's just trying to make that work. Yeah. Um, like us, she doesn't have a savings, but unlike us, she doesn't have my parents to buy her a house. Right, right. Uh, Levi uh, said himself, you know, Aaron was like, so when are you going to come move to, to Three Rivers with us? And he's like, uh, probably the end of fall. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, really? So... Um, I, I'm looking at houses for them, but it's obviously it's completely up to them as to the timeline and everything. The wing place is called Rooster's Wing Shack. Yes, it is Rooster's. I couldn't remember what the name of the town you lived in was, and I didn't want to ask you because I didn't know if you wanted it out there. Not that I thought you'd care, but, um, yeah, if anybody wanted to stalk me, first of all, nobody would, uh, they would stalk my wife. Um, it, it, it's now all out there. I live in Three Rivers, Michigan. I'm across from the fucking dairy bar. You talk to anybody, they go, oh, you, you're talking about the place across from the dairy bar. Yeah, I can point you over to that. Let me tell you about the history as we all go over there and you can murder those couples. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wing menu. Oh, yeah. Aaron got a really, mm. I guess, delicious shot. They're on their fall shots right now so she had something that was like an apple pie smoked wings every weekend after 4 p.m oh no yeah oh no i don't recall what i had there uh it was good and she really liked it oh no yeah. <laughs> it's a wing place man I like fortunately we're, we're not far from from more populated areas like we go up to kalamazoo uh, or, or a couple of towns like Portage and stuff that are around here that have an actual mall um, that have the targets and things like that. But well, I mean, it doesn't look like that desolate of a place. It's not desolate. It's just like people it agreed with me when, when I first heard about uh, the Amish market Yoder's, it was from a couple at Meyer, and uh, they're like, oh yeah, you should go hit up Yoder's and stuff. I said, yeah, it, but do they close it at 2 o'clock like everything else is? Right. She goes, yeah, you're going to have to get used to it because everything does close really early. It, it's just it's a simple kind of life. I went yeah. yesterday morning. I got up and, and got ready just in time to go across the street and have breakfast before they close at 1 o'clock uh, on Sundays. And I'm sitting there and I'm listening to everybody, and it's like, everybody just knows each other. Like one guy finished eating and he got up and he went over to a table where this other couple were because they all know and they were talking back and forth. Like, hey, I just saw your dad the other day and just like this this back and forth. And it's it's so, I I don't want to say quaint because it makes it sound dehumanizing in some way. It, it It's it's like, I, I'm not saying that they're backwards people. They're not. It's just, it's so different from what I have been experiencing for so long like and it's not that runner park was a huge town or petaluma was a huge town no but you were uh, you were like uh what well an hour because of traffic but you were like uh, 20 30 miles from san francisco yeah i think it, it's an hour it's, it's 45 minutes without traffic um 
No, I just, with traffic, it's sometimes three hours yeah. to get down that way. Uh, but yeah, it, still, I mean, you, you were you were fairly close to one of the largest cities in our country, and Sonoma County is like what it is because it's the next county over from San Francisco. So like after Marin, which is where a lot of movie star Hollywood people go to get away from the hubbub of Southern California. Uh, that's where Lucas and everything was. Um, probably still is. Then you go up to Sonoma County and Sonoma County was like the, the baby Silicon Valley uh, for a lot of that. And then it just started extending further and further. It got up to Sacramento. Like I was working with people who moved to SAC and were going down to San Francisco every day in that traffic. And it just, it seems insane to me that you'd spend six hours every day commuting, but that's what people had to do because you can't afford to live in the city. Um, So you want a quality of life when you have your off time. It's just, when do you have your off time? So back to this wing place. Okay. What kind of wings did, did you eat them or did just Aaron? Uh, I think Aaron might've had some wings. I know that we got the uh, fried cauliflower, appetizer that sounds fucking i love fried cauliflower so i went to um somerset well we stayed in new richmond all in the north woods of wisconsin for there was a beer release and we went to this place called voodoo street food and one of their appetizers was tempura fried cauliflower with sweet chili sauce right and i went home and remade it that's how fucking good it was yeah and that's what we're talking about doing when we when we start to get back on track on things uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to do more stuff like that because when I started making the kale chips a few months ago, it was just something I decided to do one day because I I'd had them at lunch. I had them with some burgers. I'm lunch. I'm like, oh, this seems pretty simple. And I went and I looked up recipes and I kind of put my own spin on it. But a lot of my stuff falls down to you need to throw some Parmesan cheese on that shit. I need some crunch. I need some goodness, and that covers both of those. Yes. Yeah. Um. So here, here, okay, right. Let me. I gotta get this question on here. So I'm looking at their wing sauces because that's what I do with my life. They have a one called Frank's Buffalo. I'm wondering if that's just Frank's Red Hot Sauce. Because I like to that, figure out like what is these people say like, ooh, toxic is our hottest fucking sauce. But if Frank's Red Hot is like three three spice levels down or one spice level down, get your shit together, roosters. Well, I think. Uh, First of all, my, my father travels around with a bottle of Tabasco in his pocket uh, for any place he's eating. And I don't even like Tabasco, but I like hot sauce. Well, Aaron's starting to do that with Tapatio. But I think buffalo sauce, isn't it like a hot sauce mixed with like a butter into sort of a cream sauce? Yeah, so like traditional buffalo sauce is Frank's Red Hot with butter, basically. Right. But <clears throat> most wing places will have like... That would be like your mild would be like Frank's Red Hot, right? Yeah, I don't know if we're there. we're going up to that spicy level here. And the the Chinese buffet that we we're at, that's the other thing. Nothing there was spicy. A lot Which of things fine. were labeled not spicy. Yeah, but I mean, it, it wasn't like there was a complimentary. But this is the really spicy shit that's going to blow your asshole out. Yeah, like I like spicy food. I don't want to hurt, but I do like spicy food. Um, yeah, it, so it, usually, when I am ready to, I'm going to take my three hour trip to Canton. Uh, where I lived before I moved from Michigan the first time. There's and in Canton, Canton is, Michigan? Huh? There's a Canton? Yeah, Canton, Michigan. Wow. It, it's a township with Plymouth. That so, means no- I mean, I see it on the map, but 
that doesn't mean shit to me. Oh, it's over by oh. Detroit. Yeah. Uh, well, when you said Canton, I thought Ohio. Everybody does. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so in Canton was the Szechuan place, which has my favorite dish of all time, which is their chicken and spicy orange, which is not a orange chicken like you go every other place and get orange chicken. It's bullshit. Like this is serious fucking taste in this plate. And I ate that all the goddamn time when I lived there. And one time I went there for my birthday uh, I'd, I'd gone with a friend a few times and we used to go in and say, you know, get, make it as spicy as it comes. And, and the waiter was like, oh, I only get a medium hot, but all right, you fuckers. And, and it was spicy, but it was tremendous. I went there on my birthday and I said, I, I wanted as, as spicy as it comes. And the chef that night took it as a personal challenge and it almost <laughs> killed me. They had to take it back and add or- more orange to it to tame it down. And even then, it was still too fucking hot to eat. And I was in tears <laughs> for days. But I ate every fucking bit of it because it is the greatest food of all time. So I were, the, the wing place that I worked at in Sheboygan before I moved had um, four spice levels. There was mild, medium, hot, and then scary. The place was called Larry's. Scary Larry was the hottest. Um. Sheboygan has a very large Hmong population who really like spicy food. Yeah. So this is my brother told me the story because he was working there. Uh, apparently the night this happened or, or around there or whatever. But <clears throat> there was a group of Hmong came in. They got the scary Larry's and they were like, can you make this hotter? And I guess Larry got pissed and he took like habanero extract and made DOA <laughs> sauce, which was the, the hot, the next hottest one. And one time when I worked there, I was squirting DOA into a and they they put them in like Tupperware buckets. You'd put the wings in the sauce and you'd shake them up. Yeah. Um. But the sauce like bank shot into my eye. Oh. It fucking hurt so bad. And the only thing I've ever done was I ate one wing in DOA sauce, and that was that was enough for me. But yeah, that, I remember when Diablo sauce came out. Uh, probably about twenty something years ago now. And I was over at uh, my friend Chris and Cisco's. They were having some party there, and there were people in the kitchen trying the sauce. And our buddy Robbie just took like a little bit of it on his on his pinky finger and took a taste of it and started crying almost immediately. And then everything just kind of amplified after that. And everything just like, how hot can we get it? How many yeah. Scoble units can we make this? Yeah. And man, that that's a young man's game. I am not that person. I, as a young man, I don't think I was really that person. No, I I no, like no. a little bit of spice. But I'm a tame butthole now. I can't. I can't take it. Yeah, and I mean, I um, like I have a bottle of Tapatio in my fridge, and like I really like it, and I'll put it on my eggs and stuff. But um, <clears throat> usually, like I like the sweet chili, like the Thai chili that that spice range a little spicier. Um, I'm trying to think, like Buffalo Wild Wings has a spicy garlic that I really like, but I've never tried. I've never fucked with the blazing. I am a honey barbecue wimp. I am Which, a, a there's, honey dude, there's teriyaki. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I love teriyaki sauce. Um, yeah, Larry's has they make teriyaki. They get like a store bought teriyaki and then mix it with their mild, mm-hmm. and that makes it enough of their own sauce that they can then sell it. Oh, okay. So there, there was a point where I had the guy who made, made the sauce when I still worked there. You could just ask him to like mix you something special. So they had they had like a hot garlic. And there was a couple of people who would have them do like medium or mild garlic if the hot was too hot. Um, they did teriyaki with the scary sauce. We call it scariyaki. Um, nice. So I had that for you know a couple times. Um, so like I really do like like the sweetness of of like a teriyaki sauce, but I like a little more heat. 
I like to yeah, my barbecue hard. ribs, when I'll do them in the, the Instapot, I'll, I'll add, like a soda usually, I'll add some sort of either root beer or a, pepper. an orange soda or something. But not just that, with like the barbecue sauce and everything else. I'll mix a few things together to kind of make something up. But yeah, it's all by feel. It's all by taste. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a really good point. It, it depends on the day of the week as to how much I want to... But I, like, I don't like eating so like food so hot that <clears throat> you can feel it like gurgle. Like you, right. can, you can feel it like boiling in your stomach. That's not enjoyable to me. And I think anyone who says that they're into that is a fucking liar. Yeah, I already have enough problems with my digestive system that I don't need to agitate it anymore or make it so it's like the fucking acid blood from the alien queen. Yeah. When it's coming out of you. It's like, no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other shit. I mean, I haven't really talked to you a ton since you tried to leave you alone while you were moving. Plus, no, I was, and I was I, mowing my I lawn really, all summer, so. Yeah, I, I appreciate the time you gave me. It, it, the, the upstairs really took some time. Like, not having furniture for the first couple weeks of being here sucked uh and then so why did that uh, why did it take so long for this to show up i thought you had everything pretty much timed out i don't think we realized the guy gave us the the hopeful quote he's like realistically it could be this hopefully it's going to be this so aaron remembered the hopefully it's going to be this and it wasn't that and it was like a week after um so we first got here, we had a mattress because we ordered a mattress online. Uh, we got one of the Nectar mattresses. Yeah, you're talking about it. How do you like it so far? I love it. Yeah. And Aaron loves it, which is a bigger deal to me because I was worried. We had a memory foam mattress that I ordered uh, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, uh, right before we moved into that house in, in uh, Runner Park. I ordered a mattress online, but it was when they were still $2,000 got shipped to the house and they sent us the wrong size and I had carried it upstairs by myself and then had to repack it up in the box. When I realized it was the wrong one, they brought the other one a couple days later. Um, but she never really felt comfortable on it. And it was like, it was the bed on a bed spring on the floor. We didn't have a bed frame. Yeah. And so I was worried, like, I don't want her to have another mattress where she's going to be uncomfortable on it. Now, one of the things about these online mattress things today is they all give you usually 100 days to try it out, and then you can send it back, no questions asked. And you don't really send it back. They send somebody out to pick it up, and they donate it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But this place, you could try it out for a year, and they've got a lifetime warranty. So I'm like, all right. And they're priced really good. And everything about it seemed like it was based off of what our what I was guessing was our comfort levels was. It seemed like this was the perfect mix of like, how firm, how soft, you know, how much give does it have? Those kinds of things. And it was on sale and it came with two pillows. So it was like, just fucking order it, have it delivered. Uh, I had it delivered to my parents' house. They drove it over. My stepfather and stepsister pulled it out of the box and cut it open so that it could air out for a couple of days before we got here. So we got here and that was it. That's what we had. That and the, the shit that we fit in our car, which is way too much shit. At the last minute, we're like, oh, wait, what about this thing? Oh, wait, what about this thing? It's like, shit, I thought we were done. I thought all the stuff was moved. Nope, more stuff just kind of getting crafted. People dropping stuff off for my wife is like goodbyes. Like, here's this box of shit. Thank you. I can't wait to not be able to bend my knees for five days because I have this box of shit that you insisted on giving me at the last minute. Yeah. 
Um, and it's mostly Russian cigarettes and small alcohol bottles that I can't bring with me anyway. I don't know what that means, Beat. I'm not a Half-Life player. The, uh, the running joke is that Half-Life was never going to be released. Oh, I believe that. Um, I believe it, too. Um, well, Duke Nukem Forever came out, right? <sighs> They're making a Duke Nukem movie with John Cena. Something I feel like I should have mentioned 40 minutes ago, because uh-huh. we've been recording for 40 minutes, is... Uh, so... We weren't able to record normally like we do on Sunday nights. Um, Kyle, who was supposed to be on a talk about The Shining, was driving home from Minneapolis. He got home super late and wanted to push it to next week. So that's why Corey and I are just randomly having conversations. Eventually, we'll talk about the new Halloween because we both saw it. Um, But we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, I, I think at this point, if there's any listeners left... They have adjusted to the fact that the first hour is mostly bullshit uh, and normally a lot about food. Oh, speaking of, I ate a Nightmare King. Oh, good. (laughs) That was one of the things I thought of before. I'm like, ah, Corey's going to bring up fast food. We'll talk about it. I'll bring it up. Um, It was pretty good. (sighs) I I love gimmick sandwiches, though, so I didn't really care if it was good or not. Yeah, who's on with Jack that show? That episode? Uh, was it, what? Which one? The one where I first brought it up? I think that's when you first brought it up. Um, Nathan. It was Nathan okay. and I. Yeah. I, I, well, okay. But I, I think Nate was right. Was that you're going to have nightmares because you're eating Burger King. And, that's, and that shit is insane calorically. Uh, and yeah. you are eating a bun. I mean, dude, the, th- the thing basically was the chicken, the crispy chicken with bacon and a Whopper put together on a green bun. That's all it yeah. was. So I was like, if, if we had gone, it was supposed to come out on the 22nd, and we had gone to a few Burger Kings, and they wouldn't tell us. Like, they basically said, we don't have it. And that's all I heard. Uh, another coworker of mine randomly stopped and went on the 24th. And... um they said, we'll have it tomorrow. So I went the next day at lunch with two coworkers of mine, and um, two of us ate it. One of them didn't. But had they not came to the area, I would have just got, like, the crispy chicken and bacon and a Whopper and then got, like, a spinach bagel or something. I've been a green bun. You know, I would have acquired a green bun from somewhere. Yeah, I happened. keep wondering if the green bun has something really to do with it. Like, because that's the no. only thing that off script. <sighs> So, I I couldn't tell if like the the because last year the black bun obviously was food coloring. I don't know if the green bun right. was more food coloring or if they made it with like avocado or something. Or tried to like, you know what I mean? My yeah, poop, my poop wasn't a fun flavor. color. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I I really like those colored buns because they're more dense. Okay, I can get behind that. Um, I think which for that much meat you want it to be substantial. Yeah, but you think about it, a Whopper patty's not that big, and then you have a crispy chicken, so you have a breaded chicken. So, yeah, and then yeah, they're bacon. What I, I'm not, I'm not upset about it. Like it was really fucking good, and the thin, the, the chicken was fresher than a fucking rat beat. Like it was <laughs> hotter than fuck. Like they just made it, so it was really good that way. Um, but the 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 statistics that they give is like, oh, we had a hundred people. And of those 100 people, 0.05% have nightmares on any given night. And of that same 100 people, after they ate the Nightmare King, 3.5 times had, like 3.5 times more had nightmares. 
3.5 times 0.5% is like two people. Yeah. So, and of that, is it just because of like, hey, you're going to eat the sandwich, you're going to have a nightmare, and that person was suggestive enough right. that they then had a nightmare. So I did not expect to have a nightmare from eating the sandwich. Um, they would have had a better turnout of that result if they would have put the nootropics in it like Nate and I were talking about. So is that something that you're interested in doing yourself is putting nootropics in in a bun? To- Fuck yeah. I take I mean I take alpha brain every morning and that's a nootropic. Apparently if you take it at night it's supposed to give you like really fucking insanely vivid dreams. So uh Casey Hansen made a <sighs> vegan version of Which the I, Nightmare I, King, the Nightmare Queen. Yeah, I don't agree with vegan. Well, it but it's I support a her. Yeah, it's a different option. I mean, yeah. if you're going to get the Nightmare King, go get the Nightmare King uh, while you can. Uh, supplies are limited. Check your local listings. By the time but, this comes out, that may, may be gone. Who knows? Yeah, it, it probably. It, and it's it's like the the goddamn Szechuan sauce from McDonald's. Like, hey, Wasn't how are we going to... Wasn't good. Right. No, it was, it was fine. But it's, hey, everybody show up this day for Szechuan sauce and get there. And it's like, hey, we're full of shit. Yeah. And uh, three months later, we'll have to make it up to you because our marketing crew will all get new jobs somewhere else after this. Uh, fuck yeah. these assholes. And, and and let's see if we can blame it on Dan Harmon somehow, too, because that guy doesn't get enough bullshit from the Internet. Anyway. I I just appreciate that she being who she is, uh, homicidal homemaker. Mm-hmm. Cool already that she decides, yeah, I'm going to do something like this and she could have just made a copy and done something with like make a green bun but she took the extra step of doing a vegan version for the people who would not get to try this thing otherwise and i wonder what the results are from hers i wonder if anybody makes it at home and if they have a reaction to it as well or if it's a vegan then you just dream that you ate a fucking burger and you have cows screaming at you in your sleep i did go see cattle decapitation the other night that's true, you did. They're a vegan... I don't even know. They're a death metal band. I got a sweet shirt. It's got a cow cutting a dude's head off, and it's got a big butcher knife on the back, and it says, Die a bovine. They're the only uh, death metal band endorsed by Lisa Simpson. I tried purchasing my wife cattle decapitation leggings, but they were $30 in European sizes, so I did not take that gamble. Fuck. European sizes are pissing me off. Yeah. No, no, it's not even European sizes. It's fucking Asian sizes. And I say Asian because I don't really know where this shit's getting made. I don't. I can't pay that enough attention. It's for anime kids who think that they can wear clothes like that aren't in a kid's section. So, what the fuck is up with Amazon? And and by the way, uh, go to Amazon. Amazon. to um, uh, support the show because Amazon being the retailer giant that it is could fucking fix this. And I know that they have a lot of other fucking problems that they need to fix first. I, I get it. But as a fat man, especially, Amazon, fix this um, fucking problem. Full of love. Which, you're not fat. You're full of love. I'm full of love and lard, and um, I've eaten nothing but taco meat for the last five days. I don't see what's wrong with that. Just when you have a retailer that is supplying shit through your fucking site... Just make sure that they do a standardized size. Like, they can make it any size that they want. Oh, this is extra, extra small. I mean, you just take the fucking measurements and say, who's this going to fit? Yeah. And then put a universal size across the site 
for everything so that I don't have to sit there and go through bullshit after bullshit page of like, oh, yeah, this is a 3XL, except it's a 3XL in fucking kitten size because fuck you, fat dude. Uh, And and everything's slim fit. I already have a big fucking problem with slim fit because it's just like you don't deserve to exist in society by a fucking male muumuu, you asshole. I just think it's a real simple thing for Amazon to pull their weight on. And if there's one fucking hill I'd like them to die on, it's this one. You're going to sell clothes through us. Great. We want you to sell clothes through us. We're going to charge up the bunghole for you to be able to use us. But just tell people what they're going to get so that we don't have to pay to have it sent back over and fucking over again and and piss off our customer base. And I know that you keep pushing shit like, yeah, you can buy clothes through Amazon. They're even doing one of those like, we'll send you shit in a box and then you just send back the stuff you want or, or don't want and keep the stuff you do. That, that's great, but fucking get the sizes right, dicks. Otherwise, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. How would I look at a mumu? I look pretty good in a dress. I'm sure you'd look fine. Um, I, there's a couple things Beat said I want to uh, address before I forget. Uh, he asked if I was going all Joe Rogan. Um, I do really, really like on it stuff. I, I take Total Human. I think Nate and I may have talked about that. Uh, it works. If you can afford it, it works. And I'm trying to be a better person, so why not? And then he also said Amazon should mention that it loses an X after watching. Well, after washing. Yes. My face is starting to go numb from all these beers I keep getting. And that that's another thing, too. It should, shit should come pre-washed. I think it's weird. So I've become very accustomed to nice T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt and Beach print on very nice shirts. I print all our band shirts on on nice shirts. Uh, a couple of my closer friends' bands do as well because we all go through the same guy. Uh, yeah, I I get a lot of T Fury and Yeti and and a bunch of different site shirts, and they're they're good quality shirts. But anytime I put on uh, a hate shirt like my Fat Owl shirt, yeah, or the Statosphere material, uh, the stuff that your band. Uh, those always inevitably are my favorite shirts to wear because they just they wear better, you know. As a as a fat guy with you know, there's I, just thick, more of you to so love. Thick. Damn it, whatever. <laughs> the shirts feel nicer. They hold up better. They're more comfortable. I think they look nicer on me. Um, and I'm sure that that works for skinny people too, or people who are fucking jacked like Matt uh, is. <clears throat> Not jacked and. Moderately sizable. <laughs> I had uh, Vincent in that case, but oh yeah, yeah, uh, no, man. You are yeah. way better yeah. shape than I am. Uh, I, I, I definitely can agree that that quality makes a difference, and oh, yeah. it's it's oh. one of those things. Like, yeah, I I don't know that you can, and I certainly can't afford to spoil myself all the time, but I do fucking like it when I get that, and and it's like the the me undies ads. Yeah, I can keep hearing about uh, buy these forty five dollar pair of well, boxer briefs, dude. Here's, here's the one thing I noticed. Um, <laughs> yeah, beat mentioned that your fucking bandwidth is just getting choked out like a fucking chicken to sodomy. Oh BD, shit, really? BDSM. Yeah, every time your video gets big, you get real choppy and pixelated. But this is the first time it's happened, so someone, one of your neighbors, is probably watching pornography. Um. Quick note, since you mentioned the Statosphere, and I also forgot to do this 50 minutes ago, uh, episode one of the Statosphere podcast is out. I am actually the guest on it. Yeah, yeah you're, he, he, 
Beat also mentioned your audio is fine. Um, okay. So that's that's fine. It's just your video. Like it's all fucked. Anyways, Statosphere episode one. You can listen to me talk about band stuff if I don't talk about it enough here for you. Brad and I talk about shit. Yeah. If you're into music, I, I would recommend checking it out. Um, you can hear my backstory on my life. Why I play the drums. Why I hit hard. Yeah, I've got a whole bunch of new podcasts. I haven't been listening to many podcasts because uh, I don't have a commuter anymore. Um, my my backlog have, is so fucked. Like even yeah, with, right now. Even with driving eight hours plus this weekend, I still didn't make a dent in my backlog of podcasts. It sucks. Yeah, it, it's. I listened to nothing but podcasts on the way out. Um, How long and there was that drive some, to get out here or get out there for you? It was thirty-eight hours. It took you thirty-eight hours. Because we didn't we didn't sleep. We didn't stop anywhere. Like we we stopped when we needed to use the restroom or get gas. Um, or when I destroyed a McDonald's bathroom. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, and uh, we drove through a fucking uh, monsoon. I remember, I remember that. Oh shit! It was nuts. So welcome to the Midwest, bitch. Yeah, and it was around where you are. Um, because it came down in sheets. We had just left the McDonald's. Aaron can't drive at night. Uh, so. Me. I had I had taken a couple like hour long naps or something while she was driving in the daytime and uh she got burnt out and I took over and then it just started pouring and right about the time when the light went completely it got pitch black but just sheets of rain coming down the wind pushing and the lightning was less than 3 seconds between every flash god damn it yeah. was absolutely crazy Wow. And the only thing I could do was follow the headlights of the truck that was ahead of me um, for about two hours or so. And it was certainly a point of maybe I should pull over. Where the fuck am I going to go? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just kept going. And that was that was a problem. I kept pushing probably more than I should have because I didn't want to stop. Uh, our cat was in the car with us, just miserable the whole fucking time. And... Uh, crying a lot of the time. We finally realized that the the pen that we got her has flaps that you could put down over her. I had the flaps up the whole time because I thought it would make her more comfortable being able to see us. No. Uh, as soon as we put the flaps down, she just shut the fuck up. And I'm like, can you make sure that she's breathing in there? Uh, but yeah, it was just like, let's just get there. Whatever the fuck else, let's just get there, be in our new house so that we don't have to try to find hotels and and deal with all this shit. If if she hadn't been with me, if the cat hadn't been with me, I, I would have driven straight through anyway. Yeah. Um. But the trip is hard when you have other people that are kind of relying on you. You said hard. On the other hand, day and a half, getting to the new house, showed up first thing in the morning, fell on that fucking mattress that we got. Oh, the nectar mattress. Oh. Yeah. Um. Sorry. That's okay. Full circle. I had to pee. Uh. I don't have an affiliate link or anything, but I would recommend the mattress. Uh, we really like it. And if you don't like it, fucking send it back. It's your, your try it out. Um, we got here. Mattress uh, had the cable company come on Tuesday, so about five days. So I had to go buy a TV. I had to go buy a new TV because we didn't have anything here to plug the stuff into when the guy showed up. And... Uh, 
so he comes and he sets it up and I'm just moving TV from room to room as he's, he's plugging stuff into it. And it was another week or two, week and a half when our shit finally showed up. Then it was my birthday. And then the night of my birthday, my grandfather passed away. Oh, fuck. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so you don't send me nude photos anymore. Well, not of my grandfather because he passed well, away. God, come on. <laughs> That's not what I meant. He was 91. Uh, so we went to Doesn't make it any easier. My grandpa was 98 when he died. That's so yeah. fucking blue. No, it, it, it sucks, but it, we went up to Grand Rapids. Um, it, it sucked that we were here just before he passed away. So we didn't get to see him or anything before that happened. Yeah. Um, Aaron had met him the last time that we made a trip out to Michigan though together, so that was at least nice. Uh, so we went to the the viewing, and then we went to the funeral the next day. So have had a few family gatherings. Uh, we we had my cousin got married, so my aunts came in for that. So we had had visited with them like the week before, and then we had the funeral and stuff. And so it it's been just kind of like a whirlwind of stuff happening and then it just stopped and so when it stopped i'm just still looking around like i don't know what to fucking do with myself i should probably get a job but like it's like i was saying the reason why i started on this was because i had to get this set up up here and it's been a big to do to get everything kind of put together to make things work the desk was the big thing to finally be able to get the computer set up and then I'd tear everything down when I got the stand for the TV uh, the other day because I wanted to be ready for last night's show, which didn't happen. Fuck uh, <laughs> it's not your fault. It is. Like, it was just Aaron knew that I was jonesing to to come back to the show. She's like, you need to podcast. I, I wouldn't have been any fun. So no, absolutely. It's Yeah, it's, it is what it is. But, but for the last couple of weeks, especially as I've listened to the shows... I get all excited and I hear you talk and I hear Jack talk and I hear Beach uh, and Erica and everybody. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I, I just, I want to, it's, it's like I am with my favorite podcasts that I listen to anyways. Like if I listen to Harmontown or I listen to Twit or, or whatever, mm-hmm. I, I love those shows and I kind of like, like people scream at the TVs or, or yell at the, the screen um, because I'm urban. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's all that Fago in your blood. Yeah. Um, oh, and there's fucking Fago at the Meyer. But there's Fago at the Quick Trips here. I don't know if you yeah. have Quick Trips up by you. No, I bought a Crystal Pepsi on the way out because I saw it in a gas station. And it like, tastes oh, like shit. fucking crystallized dick. I haven't drank it yet. It's not good. I just got a, a special root beer for the show when I guess when we record next. But next weekend. Like sitting there and, and like having pretend conversations with the, the podcast I listen to normally, it's just like, oh, you're kind of pathetic and look at you. <laughs> but this is this is my actual show. Yeah. Like, this is a show that I'm supposed to be a part of. And and this is all my favorite people really that are that are coming and being on the show. So I really wanted to be a part of it and it just sucked to not do it. And so Aaron could kind of tell like the conversations I have having with my parents was getting a little more belligerent and and sarcastic and stuff and she's like you need to podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you're all pent up it's it's just like that that big build up before you ejaculate after like nine months of not masturbating i assume 
I don't know how you people live. I've but. never won. I don't think I've gone more than a week. <laughs> and at that point, I just, I, th- I think bait. You just, you just, you walk around like a person who hasn't slept in nine days. Yeah. Yeah. I'm essentially a zombie if I don't, if I don't dump at least one solid load a week. But yeah, it, it's good to be here. It, it's still. All I can think about is chicken now. Yeah, I don't blame you. There's something about roosters. there's something about not having furniture, not having TV, Appliance? not having appliances where it's just it it it's called being it feels homeless. dehumanizing. It's called being homeless. It 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 is, and and that's that's the thing. This is like definitely the the first world problems thing. Oh, I don't have a microwave. My life is miserable. But it's it's so odd to not have these things when they are the tropes that you rely on for so long yeah no and and so you lose your your connection to the outside world without the television you lose your connection to the outside world without the internet uh you lose your ability to to do things for yourself by not having a refrigerator or washer or dryer yeah that kind of stuff Uh, to to only have a mattress on the floor is just it's awful like Although we had a, you two seem like the type that that's just normal shit. No, I it, I mean it matches close to the floor, but not directly on the floor. Um, but like I, I'm too old to do that. Like it's hard to get out of a bed or off of the couch sometimes. Yeah. But when it's like a foot off the ground, I I literally had to roll on the floor and then push myself to just have the will to live to move. To like go from that to get to the next room and Jesus. put on pants. Man, I'll give you it's, twenty bucks if you want to come over in a bikini and wash my car. Uh, how big a bikini? Whatever fits, man, or yeah. doesn't fit. I don't care at this point. It. So it's. You just want a semblance of normalcy. Like no, I'm a person who's a creature of habit. I I yeah. do the same things every day. I I get up and I have my. Before I go to bed, I have a process of like, oh, I've got to go clean the litter box. I've got to put my thing in the refrigerator or the freezer for the ice for my for going to work tomorrow. So I've got ice in my water container all day. And I haven't had that. Yeah. I, it was a couple of weeks before we left or about a week before we left. Um, and then doing all this. So it's still just really strange. And new house is already freaky because every creek Every sound, the wind blows it differently. It's all like, what the fuck is that? And then the open door to the murder basement makes it even worse. And watching Halloween movies all fucking day <laughs> makes it worse. So, um, okay, just real quick, real quick sidebar here. I uh, stayed at Daniel and his girlfriend's house, and they have a roommate. And their roommate was not home when we essentially we just all fell asleep at one point so we was like i guess it's fucking bedtime it was like 2 a.m whatever their roommate came home at like 4 a.m and it woke me up and my first thought wasn't holy fuck someone's breaking into the house it was just like uh well someone's here someone's here yeah which which leads me to believe like if someone broke into my house like what would i do i'd just be like oh someone's here not even gonna attempt to dick punch him just like oh well, had a good run yeah and i felt kind of bad like i told daniel the next day i was like um like dude came home he's like yeah and i'm like i was kind of like cool gail's home <laughs> not like holy fuck someone's in the house 
but you at least relied on the fact that the others who live there who are used to the situation that they didn't react. Well, they, like if so I, they had slept upstairs. Kale had to walk past me to get to his room. Like they didn't even know he came home until okay. they saw his car in the next morning, which is fine. And like, well, we had a roommate. If someone came home, you know, later, I just assumed it was our roommate. Um, now I think if someone came into our house, I would freak the fuck out, grab a gun. My cat is super skittish. Like any noise freaks her out. She just like jumps up and what, 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 what? So if I hear something and I freak out now, I look to her and I think, did Gidget react? No. All right. Then I'm probably okay. It's not a big deal then. Or I've got the heated blanket on and she's just so punch drunk from the treats that I gave her that she just doesn't give a shit if someone comes up and stabs me in the face and I'm wrong. So yeah. it's it's kind of like what what freaks her out is probably not the same level of what should freak me out. Beat says after a week without jerking off, the invader would be in for a funds for for a surprise. Um, <laughs> yeah, if someone broke into my house after I hadn't dumped a load in a week, I would probably just jizz everywhere. They would just walk in. I would just. <laughs> Like, I don't remember the, the guy's name. It's been so long since I watched the show on uh, uh, my so-called life. The the neighbor kid, I think his name was Brian, had a crush on the the main had the Claire Danes girl crush, uh, Angela. And he there was another girl that liked him for an episode, and she reached over and she like handed him a soda, and their fingers just brushed each other, and you heard his thoughts in his head, and he's like, "Finally, an erection from actual human contact." <laughs> that would be you and invaders. You haven't touched yourself in like a week, and somebody shows up at the house and they're like, "Oh, well, now there's a target." Boom, 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 and just fucking like try to blow out a candle for our, your birthday. <laughs> Shut up. On that note, do you want to talk about the new Halloween? We saw the new ha- Halloween. That's segue from jizzing on an invader to talking about a movie. We're getting good. Yeah, and I, I, I want to apologize to everybody who just had to deal with the conversation of Halloween H2O, uh, not because it wasn't a great conversation. There wasn't but because, much. Well, yeah, and it's like typical for this show. Yeah. But it's going to feel kind of repetitive because, hey, here's this movie that takes place uh, a multiple of 10 years after the first Halloween that uh, fucks up continuity for the stuff that came before it just because we want to have Jamie Lee Curtis back. And uh, we're probably going to blow this shit out in the next 10 to 20 years again and say none of that fucking matters either because we can't fucking let it go. Well, okay. So at, when, when we talked about H2O, Erica was supposed to be on. She had a family right. emergency. I don't hate her for it. I hate her for other reasons. Yeah. But her and I had both seen the new Halloween at that point. And it... it <sighs> So we saw Halloween on Saturday. I watched H2O Sunday, which made it was very, I had a very confused boner. Um, because of Ice T? Oh, sorry, not Ice T. LL Cool J. LL Cool J. I was like, I was like, Buster Rhymes, but he's in Resurrection. Resurrection. Yeah. Which, which did, I recently saw and has Kay Sackoff in did it. Did not resurrect my boner. No. Um, Kay Sackoff. <sighs> More like I'm a jack off to Katie. I don't even know what she looks like. I just shut up, Corey. Uh, she, I, your favorite thing ever. She was on the Battlestar Galactica remake. Ooh. 
that series. Zero. She's awesome. She's absolutely awesome. Katie uh, but this is Sackle. early Sackle. career for her. Um, so before all that, and when she was still willing to be in some crappy horror movie with yeah. I'd fuck Buster her. Rhymes. I'd f- uh, I can't tell. I, I won't say this often to you, but I think she could do better. Than me? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, she can do better than me. Most <laughs> people can do better than me. I'm not a catch. I'm more like no, a, I, I'm a settle. I, I'm a slime. I buster. adore you a lot. Oh, I love I'm you just too. saying, Katie Sackoff can do better. I, I love you too, but I understand. I know where my line is. I'm a slump yeah. buster to most women, and that's fine. It's, it's to an apparition that is walking through your house at night when you haven't masturbated in a week. That's your line. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, uh, that's my attainable. After a week of not jerking off, I would take a strong breeze. Yep. Um, okay. So, Halloween. <clears throat> How did you feel about it? <sighs> oh. Didn't expect right. that sound to come out of your mouth hole. Ah. Uh, you thought it was coming from my butthole? That's normally something I hear from people. I not only have two microphones, I have no, oh, no. Um, so there's a definite difference in feel of this compared to the other Halloweens, and all the Halloweens are individualized. But I think they had gotten into a, a kind of comfortable run of like this is how you start the movie. This is how things move along you know this is when you're going to see the first kill and it's usually before the credits start that kind of you know like it's 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 a general expectation of how halloween works at this point you you see a halloween movie on tv you're like oh what is this you can pretty instantly if you're a horror fan um pretty instantly know it's a halloween movie like it doesn't take much to set it off this movie starts out and takes a while to get to feeling like that it it starts out different and it starts i i haven't watched a lot of the bloomhouse stuff but it seems closer to what i expect from them they've got a couple of movies the, those conjuring movies which i have not seen but it's about the the couple who are like paranormal witch hunters or something i don't know yeah 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 um this starts out with a couple who are podcasters and and they go and they want to interview Michael and have magic access to fucking everything for some reason. Um, and it that whole thing, I thought for sure as I was watching it that this movie was going to lead into a series about them. Just like, and now we're going to go do a podcast about Jason. And now we're going to do a podcast about Elm Street. And because... It just seemed so in sync with what I expect from other Bloomhouse films that it it's not necessarily a complaint, but I was just waiting for, like, is this going to be about Halloween? Like, as the expectation of Michael Myers and, and Laurie Strode, or is this going to be about some other shit? Um, <clears throat> I didn't really, like, I didn't, ex- <sighs> I didn't know that there was the podcasting angle. Uh, I didn't expect it to become something else, but I was still annoyed by it. I, I think it was I was a, stupid. It didn't need to be, didn't need to be there. I I didn't appreciate the podcasting angle so much because they were really, and I read an article about this before I saw it, so it's it's partly because of this that I could be feeling this way. But they weren't really good podcasters. 
Uh, I couldn't get a feel of like what their show was supposed to be about. If they're trying to do a serial thing and do a whole season about the Michael Myers thing, they were really fucking ill-prepared. Right. Um, and they kept referring to themselves as journalists. So maybe that's part of it is that there are people who normally work as journalists who suddenly decide to try to break it in the podcast world and figure because they've got backing and equipment and stuff that they can make well, this happen. So it's funny you say that because um, on my drive, I listened to Hollywood Holly, Halloween Unmasked, which is like the deep dive into the original Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like a chick who was like a movie critic who's decided she's going to be a podcaster. Yeah. I can't fucking stand listening to. And, so and it's almost like anyone who had any sort of <laughs> and I like halfway through thought of this and I was like, well, this is pretty much us. This describes right. us, but it's like anyone who had any sort of background ever. That's like, I'm going to try podcasting. Uh, Beatmaster is saying worse than Coolio as a web show host produ- podcaster. Well, we know that's, that's not Coolio. Coolio's a fucking podcast? No, I think he's talking about Resurrection. Uh, no, it's Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes yeah. isn't. Maybe, maybe he's not. Maybe because I don't know. Because Buster like Rhymes was doing a web Coolio show in Buster Resurrection. Rhymes. Oh, he was? Yeah, that's what the whole thing was is that there were cameras all over that house. The, uh, yeah, the yep, old yep, 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 you're right. Myers house. You're right. Um, I forgot. I kind of like, and that's part of the reason I wanted to go back and watch Resurrection is because I forgot about it, but I gave up on it because there's just so much other shit to watch, and now I'm even happier than I've given up. It's it's not it's not good at all. Uh, it it really half-asses a lot of things, but we'll we'll talk about comparisons because inevitably it's got to come up. But the, the thing about what you're saying about this this podcaster. She's bringing a different feel into it. And I, I feel like that's the glory of podcasts is that everybody can bring their own voice to it. It's unfortunate that the ones that are getting the most attention right now are the giant names that are from other media that are coming into podcasting. And I'm not saying that they're they're just stomping on over everybody else because we get to exist, they get to exist. That's that's what this field is supposed to be, is it's for yeah. everybody. And people will choose what they want to listen to. But certainly when you can game the Apple iTunes charts uh, or when you've got a huge following and you decide to start a podcast, then people are all going to listen to you. Like, I don't give grief to Kevin Smith for his podcasting empire because Kevin Smith started pretty fucking early doing podcasting and did it as his own thing and has his own voice. But there are certainly other people who go and decide, oh, well, I'm just going to do podcasting now and don't really have any understanding what podcasting is. Um, but we fucking had baby steps in this shit. I, I no, we're still, yeah. you know, trying to get there and I could definitely, no one talks, no one reviews us, but people well, could review us and say, these motherfuckers are doing a podcast movie about horror movies and they don't fucking talk about horror, talk movies. about horror movies. Well, I was yeah. talking, I was talking to, um, so this weekend, like I had mentioned to you, I met uh, the host of the ritual madness podcast and yeah. I was talking to Brad about it and I was like, dude, this is, this is 140 episodes and I still learn how to do things. Yep. Like it, it's just so much of an ongoing learning process and trying to figure out what the fucking do and drinking on the internet. That's true. That, that is the whole goal for you is to drink on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, Greg, the host of Ritual Madness, we were talking about getting on each other's shows. He's like, well, I can get you on in, in December. 
And I'm like, dude, that's the fucking snowstorm months. And he's like, well, we'll just do it over Skype. And I said, fuck that. I'll come in spring and bring a bunch of beer. Nice. So it's like, that's what I have That's that's what I have to offer to people. Yeah. It's beer. So the podcasters in this, I, I'm not looking at them like they're podcasters. I'm looking at them as like they're journalists who have decided uh, we're probably going to get laid off from Bloomberg or whatever company that they're supposed to be with in this. Uh, so we're going to start a podcast and because they have press credentials, that is how they get access to things like fucking going into the asylum and seeing Michael Myers right before he's moved because his doctor doesn't give a shit. Uh, and Hey, we had someone release the mask to us from a fucking crime vault that this should not be in public hands because yeah, it's what the fuck. Right. It, so there are things that I felt were not believable, but in a Halloween movie, the fuck do I care? Um, but they they did lead me to like, what is this about? You know, what is this to do other than to say, oh yeah, the, the shit happened 40 years ago and we're trying to give you a little bit of history on it, but they don't really give you much history. They go to talk to Michael. Michael doesn't say shit. It just builds up the, I'm going to get revenge on that at some point thing in his head. And they go to talk to Lori and Lori's like, give me 3000 bucks. I'll say five words to you. And the most of them are get the fuck out. Yeah. It's, so that whole thing was just kind of, and we, we know that I have a problem with the end of hostel because things become a little too convenient. Mm-hmm. Michael just happening to find these two motherfuckers at a gas station. Um, after escaping, like they're still in town, but they're in a gas station. He comes driving up in this truck that he stole after getting away and killing a kid. And I felt really bad about the kid, but I also appreciated that this movie had Michael kill a kid. And I'll get back to that too. I kind of expected um, you to really like this movie, and the more you talk about it, the more I think you just hated it. I will criticize. It doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy it. But the criticisms I have, that, that's what the, the show's about, man. It's it's like to well, say... I, I, ha- I have like complaints about the movie, yeah. none of which the things that you have brought up so far. Well, um, no, and, and, and I haven't gotten to points that I have liked as much yet. right and and, and and my point i like i don't want to dismiss the fact that you did or didn't like parts i just you're bringing up ideas and complaints of the movie that never even crossed my mind is all is all i'm saying like and that's that's really i think that's it i've been i've been watching all the the halloween movies they've been kind of on repeat on amc yeah. And uh, even like when we first got the cable hooked up, I think the first thing I decided to watch on the pay-per-view uh, was Halloween 2. Because I can remember all the other Halloween movies pretty well. I need to re-watch the 4, 5, and 6 again. But Halloween 2 was one that I don't remember. I always kind of liked it. And I think it was on a lot when I was a kid on cable, so I remember watching it then. But I was still young enough that it doesn't stick out in my mind. And I wanted to see... Why do I appreciate Halloween 2 as much as I do? And since Halloween 2 is the continuity that they're taking away, I kind of want to have an idea as to what's getting given up. Yeah. But I, I came into this like, it's a Halloween movie. So when is it a Halloween movie? And the first when he major puts the mask kills, on and kills people. 
Yeah, it, it's the mask because it, we keep seeing him without the mask, and it's like that's not Michael yet. That's not Michael yet. Right, and that's probably what this movie was trying to achieve is because what we think of with Halloween, obviously the first one, and the first one is is a masterpiece. It it is a a trendsetter. It it set the bar for so many other types of movies that came after but also all of its own sequels and its remakes. Mm -hmm. You know, everything had to be compared to this first film. But if that first film was it, and this was the first one after it 40 years later, which is what it's pitched as, but we know in reality that's not the case, trying to ignore all those other movies, you have to say, okay, so yeah, Halloween 2 never happened. Halloween 3 doesn't matter. 4, 5, 6, 7, so on. All right. Would they have in the next movie gone back to that? Is is Michael the person or is Michael the shape? They kept calling him the shape, which I liked because I haven't heard that term really since that first movie. Which I didn't realize. So as I mentioned, I listened to Halloween Unmasked. Like I didn't realize that the shape was what um, John Carpenter had originally referred to him as. Yes, because Michael Myers was. A person, but he became not a person. But everybody has associated the movies with Michael Myers. That's why Season of the Witch tanked. Right. Was because I... people wanted to see him come back. And so Michael Myers, Michael Myers, Michael Myers, the name got bigger than calling him the shape. It, in Scream, one of the smart things they did is that they made Ghostface different people, usually more than one person in each film. Um, but so the sh- the the face was iconic. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a person. It wasn't a character. It was this is the thing that comes and kills you, and so you can have that go film to film and not be about uh, Billy and and I don't know what Matthew Lillard's name is. I'm just calling him serial killer because fucking hackers. Yeah, uh, love that movie. But but as it went on that mask is what was consistent. And that's kind of what MTV, I think, fucked up with their show is that they changed the mask. Uh, and that's fine, but it just, it screws it up what was kind of cool about it. Um, calling Michael the shape, going back to that, I mean, when Lori was being attacked, she didn't know his name was Michael Myers. She didn't know anything about him. She right. thought he was the boogeyman. They could have just called him the boogeyman, but calling him the shape was better because... It's something that's existential, and it, it's that apparition in your house that you're masturbating on. It's something that you can't describe so much, so it's just, it's a shape. You see an outline of a person in a window. You see an outline of a person standing next to a bush. You can't define it. You don't see the features, and that makes it scarier. And I think that's what this movie got right in in trying to continue from that first film, is that it's saying... Forget all the bullshit and forget all the fan fiction ideals and stuff of what Michael Myers is. Forget about the fact that you know the mask was based off of William Shatner or whatever else. Like, this is why he was scary. But Laurie Strode does have a tie to him that other people don't. So she's afraid of him on a different level than anybody else in that town except for people who experienced it. The, the sheriff guy experienced it, so... He looks at it differently than the the person. Uh, he's not the sheriff. I guess he's a deputy or something. I don't remember. But 
like other people like, oh, shit, well, he got out. So what? And then it's like, oh, people fucking dying left and right. We got to take this shit seriously. The, the one part where the, the guy was like, what are we going to do? Cancel Halloween? Straight out of Jaws. Like, it was immediately what I thought, you know, like, well, we're not going to close down the town because it's one guy who killed some people 40 years ago. And that's what they kept trying to do is they kept trying to underplay it. In our heads, from the experiences of past, we think, no, Michael's killed people 40 years ago and then the next night and then 10 years later and so on and so forth. No, that didn't happen now. So I can see why the podcasters getting access to him isn't as big of a deal. Because, yes, in that context, he killed five people one night. And that's shitty. Mm -hmm. But it's not as scary as what the figure of Michael Myers became along the lines of all these other movies. But what they did in this movie is they said, hey, he's just a guy in the first film. He takes he takes six shots like Tupac, um, but he he gets back up again. And yet they they captured him and stuff, and that's great. But he's not superhuman. And then in this, they kind of made him superhuman again. <laughs> and I, I feel like that's a walk that you you were sort of acting like you weren't gonna do. We're going back to the the well of like he's just this big guy. But then you you did it. You did the same thing over again. You made him so that he's unkillable. Until the end. But now they're talking about doing a sequel. And Jamie Lee Curtis is talking like, there, yeah, I might come back for the sequel. Yeah, apparently they were planning on doing an entire uh, trilogy, which I didn't care for. Yeah, I, that's I, Eric and I had talked about this. Is uh, so I didn't I didn't want to stop you if you were still talking about the parts that you did not care about this movie. If you are done, no, I've got a lot more to say about the movie itself. <laughs> but we can. <laughs> okay, so uh, one of my biggest complaints is. Obviously, if you listen to the show, you know we're going to ruin things. So take that with a fucking grain of salt. We still um, have Jack saying that at the beginning, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Watch <laughs> your parts. I don't care. I didn't care for the fact that they didn't show his body at the end, which I didn't realize that they were planning on making a trilogy out of this before I saw it, which I get now why they did that, but I still didn't care for it. Like, I don't... Like, show me, show me him fucking burning if you're trying to... <sighs> I'm just, I don't know. I'm very annoyed. So Beatmaster is saying his fixation towards Laurie is gone. That's the other thing, is that it's not. So they take away the family connection that... It is, but it isn't. Like, I, right. I agree with what Beat is saying. Like, it seems like his he's more fixated on the mask than anything. But it still seems like after he got the mask, his next step was Laurie. Well, I think his next step... This is what I... This is one of the things I really liked. Um, so he gets the mask. He he kills the podcasting couple, gets the mask from the car, uh, as convenient as it is. Then he goes into town and he starts going house to house. And, and this is what is cool in the sense of like scary as shit about this character is that in the mask as the shape, Michael just will not give a fuck about what he's doing. He has no care about invading someone's home, someone's space. He just walks right up. He, he starts walking down the street where all the kids are trick-or-treating. There's so much activity on the street, and he just turns, starts walking up the driveway, in the garage, 
picks up the first tool, a hammer to go kill somebody. Walks in the back door of the house, comes in, kills a person. Walks out of the house, goes over to the next house, goes in, kills a person. He is just cleaning house, literally, uh, by covering them in blood, down the street. That's all he cares about. That, As far as his motivation, it seems like, is I'm just here to destroy everything and everyone. And so when he kills the kid in the truck who, after he kills his dad off screen and he gets out of the the thing from the prison, um, there's not a hesitation. There's not a moment of like this little kid. I was surprised that he ignored the baby in the crib. Because once he kills that one woman uh, by stabbing her at the window and the baby's crying, he goes walking towards the baby. I'm like, we're about to see Michael Myers kill an infant. Yeah. And they didn't do that. Now, they always say you don't kill kids, you don't kill pets. Um, Those are taboos. And those taboos have definitely been uh, gotten rid of over time. But it's still, there is something horrific about the idea of a masked killer in a movie just walking up to a crib, killing a baby. So that they didn't do it was both good and kind of like, you wimps. Uh, (laughs) I'm just like, because I just didn't understand why he hesitated in that moment. But he did, and that's fine. And maybe it's because in his mind that kid doesn't offer anything you know that kid is trapped in a cage kind of like he's been for the last 40 years um but i i don't know what his mentality is and and since there's no loomis to explain it um there's the anti-loomis which was another thing i'll i'll complain about in a minute um i just i kind of wondered okay why even have that moment then if that's not the case if he if he doesn't do it because you're not teaching us about him. You're not teaching us what the morality is in his head or or even what the, the execution of what he's trying to do is. Still, next house, kill people. Next house, kill people. Just that is him. He is a killing machine. That's all he wants to do. And from that perspective, I think this movie performed very well in showing Michael as what he kind of is in that first film again. And and what he's he's kind of continued to be, but he's definitely had a a strode family vendetta for the other films because they had to do something to tie it all together in all those other movies uh, from three not from three from four on yeah um the concept of the doctor saying what's keeping him going is this connection to Lori that comes from the doctor, but they do seem to kind of confirm it in his actions. Like he's, he's in the backseat of the truck after the doctor kills the, the deputy sheriff guy or whatever, uh, which was telegraphed. That was another thing the, the doctor is sitting there fucking talking stupid. to the sheriff and he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, I want to explore his brain and I want to know the pleasure of killing somebody. And it's like, you just said you want to know what it's like to kill somebody to a cop who's going after a killer. Mm -hmm. If that doesn't make him draw out a gun 
and put you into the cage in the back or something to protect himself, he should pick up on how psychotic you are. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't. And he dies pathetically for it. Mm-hmm. I don't dig that. Um, not because I didn't believe the motivations of the doctor, but they didn't really do much to describe why the doctor is that way. Again, the character's ill-defined up until he decides to murder somebody. He's like, mm-hmm. he's just, he's replacement Loomis. He doesn't make a lot of sense. If we'd spent more time with him at the beginning than we did with the podcasters, that could have been a deeper story that would have added to this. Uh, and, and seeing him go did nothing for me. I, I, I only person that I was anxious to see die in this movie was the dad. Dad was a total dick. Dad was a, just like yeah the worst dad jokes. Like not even good dad jokes. They were huh? bad. Not even good dad jokes. They were yeah, bad. They were totally bad. They're just always inappropriate, and then always like casting aspersions on. On Lori and stuff like you can't come in here and treat me and my family like this. And uh, by the way, I'm going to talk to your your my daughter's date about how his dad used to give me fucking peyote and shit. Yeah, <laughs> like the fuck is wrong with you? And because he just never bought into anything, it, it was the we know he's going to die. Um, yeah. the the idea of having the the generational thing at the end of Lori, her daughter, uh, Pam Grew, who I love. And um, granddaughter to all be the ones to to finish Michael off and stuff. Little too pat, but I don't hate it. I don't hate that it's three women that are the survivors, especially because Lori teaching her daughter was great. The daughter doing the move of like, oh, no, mom, I need help. I need help. And then Michael peeks out and she's like, got you, motherfucker. Yeah, Hollywood. Little little much on that, but. The the finish of it was okay. The explanation of it's not a cage, it's a trap, unnecessary. Yep. Cool to see it happen. Don't need the exposition of it after that. Um, and the whole setup of Lori's house for 40 years of planning and doing all these things that setting up this stuff in motion, pretty bad job. I thought it was weird how she didn't turn those big-ass fucking dome lights on until he was in the house. Right. And and didn't didn't have cameras with monitors and stuff under the stairs mm-hmm. where she actually is planning on hiding mm-hmm. just stuff upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um like a lot of moves in that that I was just man, how many windows are you going to put on your house <laughs> that are, that is supposed to be the thing that protects you? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I, I'm I'm complaining about Laurie Strode, who was a teenage girl uh, when she got attacked and a bunch of her friends killed, not being fucking commando in this. Still pretty badass. Absolutely badass. But I, I, I felt like it was trying to make her Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2 compared to Terminator 1, where she's like cute girl next door and everything. And then the next one, she's fucking cut and just spends all of her time obsessing over this shit's going to happen and go down. This was Terminator two, which Halloween two was not. Uh, This movie was taking Halloween and doing the Terminator two treatment of it. You know, up the ante of the villain, make him tougher up the ante of the protagonist, make her tougher to counter him Mm. uh, and then involve the next generation 
to protect them or get them involved to make them part of the the war on this thing. Yeah, I mean, my uh, complaints are a lot less constructive than yours. Mine are pretty arbitrary at this point. Like, I didn't like... I'm just going to list these off real quick. Um, yeah. My, my bladder is becoming full of, of urine. Um, but I didn't like that Cameron didn't really get an end. Like, he was just all of a sudden gone. Yep. But he, I, I kind of did. Because, again, that takes the vendetta portion of it away and makes everything a little bit more random. Yeah, but I still like, in horror movies, I like to know what happens to these people. You know what I mean? I like to see what happens. Like, I like an ending to the characters. No, that's the thing. Is I, I think Cameron, because he was a dick, because he fucked up, but he was in the school with everybody else. Like, I, I think he's going to have a shit day the next morning. Yeah. When you realize that his his best friend and other friends got murdered, and he probably could have prevented it by not being a drunk asshole and yeah. putting a girl's phone in what was that some sort of like nacho lawn? cheese? That's my assumption. <laughs> right. Um, I didn't like that there was really no explanation to sexy tiger girl. Sexy tiger girl. Yeah, the the girl that Cameron kisses and then. Um, Oh yeah, what's just, her what's her nuts? He just turns out to be a cheater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a cheater. Same thing. Not well established. We don't get enough time with those characters to get a background on him. Yeah, his actions. Like when the dad is describing, oh, you know, he's gonna grow up and get guns and shoot. Have you shoot guns and stuff? And it's like yeah. none of that had anything to do with who this guy is. Shoot my gun inside of you. Right. Yeah, I kind of out of nowhere to make that moment happen without any kind of backstory to it. Maybe yeah. that's kind of room for shit. I don't know. No, I mean it is what it is. Will I if they make it if they make another one, when they make another one, will I go see it? Yes. Oh yeah. And and he could come back. That's mm-hmm. the thing too, is that he could return for the sequel if it's again about these same characters. Yeah. Which ah, man, I, I have a problem with it if it's the same characters. It's just like the fucking Skywalker treatment. Which I, I assume the brother sister thing was happening because of the Skywalker treatment too. It's like, hey, we yeah. saw Star Wars. That should happen. Oh, that might have been ahead of Empire. I don't remember. I um, don't even know. We'll t- we'll have this conversation when the next one comes out in three, two, three years. Yeah. I, I I'm gonna say the character work, the character interactions, the writing. I liked a lot. The, just the conversations, the conversation of the the friend who was babysitting her and that kid, and how you're not my favorite. I I babysit like ten other kids, and you're you're the last one on the list. He's just such a shit all. The, they're back and forth. Like I'm sitting here clipping my nappy ass toenails. Yeah, the forced comedy with that kid, I didn't care for, but I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it because he reacted like a kid. Like when he yeah. freaks out, he freaks out naturally. And please don't go upstairs. Uh, when he's trying to go up there to save her and he realizes he can't do anything and she's still telling him to go away, she's still being protective of him, and he comes running down and tells the guy, he's like, you need to get out of here or you're going to fucking die. I like that that kid was a kid. Yeah. Uh, the the yeah. two deputies that were in the the car, stupid reaction to... Uh, why? Why aren't you answering your radio? You know, we're we're calling out to you. Why aren't you doing this? Your lights. Total bullshit cop 
gonna die stuff, but the conversation about the beignet sandwich was funny. So whoever wrote this, and I, I know Danny McBride was part of the writing team. Yeah. They do a really good job of writing dialogue and that stands out. Um, so it's one of those things of like, yeah, not believable again in a Halloween movie, not high expectation, but enjoyable to watch. You know, that's that's sometimes that's enough. And for me, in a lot of ways, it was enough. I liked this movie for all the complaints I'm making about it. I liked it a lot. Hmm. I didn't expect to hear you say that based on everything you just said. I didn't, I mean, <clears throat> I didn't tell, didn't doubt that you liked it. I just didn't think you would like it as much, but you know, it's, it's not going to the top of my horror movie list. It, it's something that I will definitely watch again. Um, I think it works in a lot of ways, but differently than what you would expect going into it if you have a history with Halloween movies. Yeah. It, a deep history with Halloween movies, meaning if you've watched all the movies at least a couple of times, um, Halloween is an institution as far as poor films go and it's hard to not have expectations at this point in time after what are we 10 films in it's 11 12 is there 8 9 10 uh, might be 11 yeah probably 11 not sure um because you have to you have to try to talk your brain out of these other things is is this going to be sold as a two-pack uh, of blu-rays oh yeah probably you know and and it's like but they're not gonna it's not like the companies are gonna not continue to sell the other movies it's not like they're not going to continue to play on cable all the time it's not like they're not going to continue to exist so you can't just erase history for the audience right um you can try to push them in a new direction but that doesn't always work because everybody's going to have their favorites. It's like the amount of people who say number three is their favorite Halloween film. That's a different conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Um, do you want to rate this? Do you want anything else? Uh, yeah. How do we do this? I don't know. It's zero to five. Um, I'm starting to swing from having to pee. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, I am going to give this... I'm going to give it a solid four. I'm going to say that all the things that I complained about are exactly what I had problems with. Everything else around that was a really good, scary movie. Yeah, I mean, it's a good... I, I gave it a three. Like, I really want to see it again. Before, yeah. You know, and that's that's kind of the big thing. That even Even after just... Just after walking into the theater, I said, like, I have complaints, but I do really want to see it again. Um, so I kind of want to revisit this in a couple months when it's back out, you know, when it comes out on VHS or whatever, DVD. <laughs> on VHS. They still make them. Um, do you want to read the outro? You've been gone for six months. Uh, I will do my best, too. I, I don't well, have it's... access to everything. Oh, uh, God, I can do it then. Never no, mind. that's okay. Um, Fine. Hey, man, I missed you. I miss, I, miss, I miss the gang. I miss listeners. I miss the show. Yeah. Uh, everybody, it, it's good to be back. If you want to contact us, 
Uh, you can leave us a voicemail by calling 805-328-3966. You can email us at pot at gncast.com. Or you can you can go to gncast.com and you can leave us a message on the website. And uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, you, could, you could say welcome back, Corey. I'd appreciate that. Uh, you can also follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're at Podcast of Terror in all those places. Or there's the GNCast uh, things on those two. Uh, Inessa from the network is doing great stuff on the Facebook page now. So if you go to Facebook and look up the Galactic Network, uh, or collecting netcast, I might still be listed as. Definitely check it out. It's been a lot more interactive. It's been a lot more fun. There's great uh, feedback from people who listen to all the different variety of shows on the the network. So uh, give them a call. And uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever your favorite podcatcher. And if you want to review the show, you can go to iTunes or any of those other places, or you can go to bit.ly/potreview. And you can review us there. That is a place specifically just for podcast reviews. Uh, last time I saw it, it was in beta. So I'm not sure if it's still up or not, but it could be. And why not? All subscription options and links can be found at gncast.com slash subscribe. You can find the entire network on Facebook under the Gladiator Network. If you want to give us money without actually spending any money for us, you still spend money. Go to Amazon.podcastair.com. Shop like you normally would. We get a cut of that. Helps keep the show free. Who am I kidding? Regardless of if you do it or not, we'll still keep the shit free. Um, Corey, where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, man, I'm so not really doing much. Just go to the page. Go to go to the Galactic Netcast page on Facebook. You can you can find me on on Twitter, but I'm not really there. Uh, I'm at Captain Temerity in most places. I think I'm at Corey Scott on Instagram, but it's just occasionally pictures of my cat. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just not really saying a lot of stuff on social media right now. Not for good or ill. It's just not having a computer makes it a little bit tougher, but you know, I'm, I'm out there. You can find me. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and untapped at Matt, the lifeguard. That's going to do it. Next week, we're going to actually have Kyle back on um, talk about The Shining, you know, like we are supposed to do tonight. But um, shit happens. So, yeah, we'll do that next week. I have to piss very badly. My balls, my back hurt. Everything hurts. So that's going to do it for another episode of The Pockets of Terror. We will talk to you guys next week. Stay scary, everybody. Bye.